0: Welcome to the Larry Crawford Leadership Podcast, a podcast designed to come alongside you and help you become the leader you were created to be. In today's episode, we're going to learn as leaders about the importance of dreaming. In training leaders over the years, I run into many who have given up on their dream. They've quit dreaming, and many are just drifting. In this episode, we're going to be challenged and equipped to dream again. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, no revelation, the people perish, they cast off restraint. Robert Frost said, always remember there are only two kinds of people in this world, the realist and the dreamers. The realists know where they're going. The dreamers have already been there. My friend, Dr. John C. Maxwell, in his book, Put Your Dream to the Test, gives us 10 questions to help us to see our dream and to seize our dream. In this episode, we're going to take a look at several of those questions, and then we'll uh, go over the remaining in the next episode. You must put your dream to the test, but also the dream will put you to the test. Many uh, put their dream to rest instead of putting their dream to the test, and allowing the dream to put them to the test. Henry Ford had a dream, uh, grew out of an interest in mechanical things as a boy. He was intrigued by the automobile. He built his first one out in his shed behind his house, and his dream was to put the horseless carriage, at that time only available to the wealthy, into the hands of the common person. He helped form the Detroit Motor Company, where his fellow organizers balked at the idea of manufacturing their product inexpensively in order to sell it to the masses well ford left the company but he did not leave his dream in 1903 he organized the ford motor company and produced the model t the first year only 6000 cars were built but only 8 years later over 500000 cars a year rolled off the line they were able to reduce the cost get this from 850 to 360 Ford's dream, like like man we're going to look at today, came to pass. You know, as a young leader, God gave me a vision for ministry that was so big, it was humanly impossible. And as a young leader, I had a lot of zeal and not a lot of sense and certainly uh, did not have much experience, but I was going to change the world. And I'll never forget, after sharing part of my dream— of building a family life center, which would be a multi-purpose building that would be used uh, not only for dinners and and outreaches in that way, but would be used for sports to reach children, students, adults, and families for Christ. I had a man come by, and he picked me up one day. He He wanted to talk, and he took me for a little ride, and he stopped, and he told me, he said, there's a difference between dreamers, those who are in fantasy land, and those who are visionaries and are actually making dreams come true. He told me that he thought I and my idea was out there in fantasy land and that it was never going to happen. Well, there were many years uh, that dream was put to the test, and that dream put me to the test, and it looked like it wasn't going to happen. But now God has entrusted to us a collegiate basketball gym, a weight room, a AstroTurf field house, a baseball field, two soccer fields, and over a 60-acre campus where that dream has become a reality and is increasing in expansion. What's your dream? Do you remember? Do you believe it will happen? Are you moving toward it? Is it time for you to dream again? Uh, Many people say, well, what if it doesn't work? And what if I fail? And, And all those things are possibilities. And we will often fail in order to fail forward and be successful. But let me ask two questions. What if... What if there was nothing holding you back? What if you do this one thing for this next year? How would your life be different? And the second question is this, why not? Why not? Uh, George Bernard Shaw said, Some men see things as they are, and they ask why. Others dream things that never were, and they ask why not? And so I want to challenge you to dream again and to Ask the question, why not? See, you may be one dream and one decision away from a different life. Let me give you some more questions to ponder and yourself, but maybe also discuss with your team. What would I do if I had no limitations? What would I do if I only had five years to live? What would I do if I had unlimited resources? And what would I do if I knew that I couldn't fail? Well, Joseph didn't know he couldn't fail, and perhaps he wasn't even looking for a dream. But at the age of 17, he had a dream, and we read about him in the book of Genesis. And you can read his story from Genesis uh, 37 all the way through 50, chapter 50. And in Genesis 37, uh, we read that Joseph had a dream, verse 5. And he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. So he said to them, "'Please hear this dream that I've dreamed.'" And he goes on and tells them the dream. There were uh, binding sheaves in a field, and then, behold, my sheaf rose and also stood upright. Indeed, indeed, your sheaf stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. You can see why they didn't like it. "'And his brothers said to him, "'Shall you indeed reign over us, "'or shall you indeed have dominion over us?' So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words.'" But then it says in verse 9, Then he dreamed still another dream. Joseph dreamed another dream. Now, Joseph didn't just have a dream, but the dream had him. And for the next 13 years of his life, that dream tested him. And he tested the dream. And he went through many things. As a matter of fact, uh, when you have a dream and the dream has you, there are several things that will happen. First of all, it will cause you to do things that you wouldn't normally do. It will cause you to endure things you wouldn't normally endure. And it will cause you to experience things that you would never experience. A couple other insights, and then we'll get into the questions of Dr. Dr. Maxwell. When your dream has you, you'll be different. Andrus Segovia was born in Spain. Uh, he began to play the guitar as a child. In those days, the guitar was not popular, nothing more uh, than a folk instrument, not respected by serious composers and musicians. Uh, he studied the techniques of classical musicians. He applied those techniques to his playing, and he developed even more. In 1909, he made his classical debut at the age of 16. In 1919, just 10 years later, he toured the world and went over the classical establishment. He opened the door for the guitar, not only in the concert hall, but the jazz band and then the electrically amplified guitar and rock music, opening the door, making the way for names that you recognize, Les Paul, Chuck Berry, Jimi Hendrix, the Beatles, Van Halen. But it all started with a dream, and it all started with a dream that he put to the test, and a dream that put him to the test. When your dream has you, you're going to encounter difficulty and adversity. See, uh, Joseph, in our story here, He, if you are to read the whole story, you'll see many things. He experienced and felt the jealousy of others, even those closest to him, his own brothers. He was almost killed for his dream by his own family. He was sold into slavery, betrayed, I mean, it didn't look like the dream was going to come to pass. The dream was testing him. He was the object of seduction. and in, in, in other words, he was falsely accused. And yet, in spite of all the difficulties, he did not lose sight of his dream, but he remained faithful to God and faithful to the dream. He was even locked up in prison, falsely accused, and then forgotten for years But God didn't forget him, and Joseph didn't forget God, and he didn't forget the dream. And the dream became a reality. Now, when the dream has you, you will realize that it has much greater impact than you could have dreamed. (laughs) The dream that you're dreaming actually has greater impact than you can dream. In Genesis fifty twenty, we see after it's all said and done that he ends up being raised up second in command in Egypt, and he ends up saving not only Egypt, but he ends up saving uh, the nations of the world. He ends up saving his own family. He ends up serving his brother, and they end up bowing down, all of his brothers, and he ends up serving them. And in Genesis fifty twenty, he said, what you meant for harm, God meant for good, the saving of many lives. So your dream's going to be tested. And your dream is going to test you. Now, let's take a look at some of the questions that Dr. Maxwell asked, and let's take some time to reflect, evaluate, and let's take a look at our dreams, and let's dream again. And perhaps it's time not only to dream again, but time to dream another dream. Number one, the ownership question. Is my dream really my dream? You know, a lot of people say, hey, I want to do this, and I've got a dream to do this. But is the dream that you talk about really even your dream? See, many people live out other people's dreams for their lives. Many people are doing what they're doing today because someone else told them that's what they ought to be doing today. And what's happening is someone else is living vicariously through the individual instead of the individual living out the dream that they were created to live. So when you really look at your dream, is it a dream that others have for you or is it one you have for yourself? The more your dream reflects what you really want, the more you will do what it takes to make it come alive. You see, you really, I mean, you can, but you really can't achieve a dream that you do not own. So think about these questions. Is it possible that your dreams are the result of who your parents think you are? Many people go into careers because their parents think they should do it, who others think you are, who you wish you were, or are they a result of who you really are and are meant to be? Now, let me share these that Dr. Maxwell shares. When someone else owns your dream, it's this way. When you own your dream, it's this way. When, let me give you a couple of these. When someone else owns your dream, it will not have the right fit, but when you own your dream, it will fit right on you. When someone else owns your dream, it will be a weight on your shoulders. When you own your dream, it will provide wings to your spirit. When someone else owns your dream, it will drain your energy. But when you own your dream, it will fire you up. <laughs> when someone else owns your dream, it will put you to sleep. But when you own your dream, it will keep you up at night. Uh, when someone else owns your dream, it will take you out of your strength zone. But when you own your dream, it will take you out of your comfort zone. When someone else owns your dream, it will be fulfilling to others. But when you own your dream, it will be fulfilling to you. And one final thing, when someone else owns your dream, it will require others to make you do it. But when you own your dream, you will feel you were made to do it. In other words, you will come to a place and say, I was made for this. Now, how do you take ownership of your dream? Well, several ways. Let me just give a couple that you can apply. Number one, Be willing to bet on yourself. Be willing to bet on yourself. You may succeed if nobody else believes in you, but you will never succeed if you don't believe in yourself. Be willing to take a bet on yourself. And number two, lead your life instead of just accepting your life. Many people just accept life and say this is just the way it's going to be. No, no. When the dream is right for the person and the person is right for the dream, the two cannot be separated from each other. And so that there is the ownership question. Is my dream really my dream? And if not, let's find the dream that is yours. In other words, let me find my dream. Uh, The second question is the clarity question. The clarity question is, do I clearly see my dreams? When you think of your dream, do the scenes of the future look fuzzy, or can you see the dream in high definition? The more clearly you see your dream— The more it will feel real, the more you will be able to choose actions that move you toward your dream. According to John Maxwell, to test the clarity of of your dream, you should ask the following three questions. Number one, can you explain the main idea of your dream in a single sentence? Number two, can you answer nearly any what question of your dream? And number three, have you written a clear description of your dream that includes its main features? Michael Hyatt says if you have a clear vision, you will eventually attract the right strategy. If you don't have a clear vision, no strategy will save you. And so here's the challenge. Begin by writing a detailed description of your dream. Now, let your imagination go wild. Uh, if, If you're like me, I love a whiteboard. Get you a whiteboard, get you some different color markers, and write as many elements or pieces of it as you can. And don't stop until you have more than you think you need. Now, a couple things that'll help you. Number one, make it measurable. In other words, if we're going to look at it, we've got to be able to measure if we're actually getting there. Number two, state it succinctly in writing. So at first, you're going to uh, write all over the board. You're going to dream, but then you're going to state it succinctly in writing. And number three, keep it in front of you so that you can see it every day. So many people have a dream. They put it away. Uh, They put it in their desk. They put it in a book, and they don't think about it. And every once in a while, it comes up. No, you got to keep it in front of you. Post it on your mirror. Post it in your car. Uh, Put it where you will see it on your desk every day, where it will constantly be in front of you. And then you will be able to fulfill your dream. That's the clarity question. Do I see clearly my dream? Let's go on to the third question, the reality question. Am I depending on factors within my control to achieve my dream? Am I depending on factors within my control to achieve my dream? One of the greatest ironies in life is that you must be acquainted with reality while not allowing your dream to be shattered. (laughs) So many times we look at reality and we're like, There is no way this dream is going to happen. Well, there's some things you need to know. Uh, Joseph, it took him 13 years, and he went through a whole lot to get there. You see, the journey will take you longer than you hoped. The obstacles will be more numerous than you believed. The disappointments, oh, they'll be greater than you expected. The lows will be lower than you imagined. The price, (laughs) it'll be higher than you anticipated. But here's the key. Here's the key, am I I depending on factors within my control to achieve achieve my dream? Here's the key, the secret of your success can be found in your daily agenda. Psychologists say that up to 90% of people's behavior is habitual, 90%. Most of the things you and I do are governed by routine. Think about how you started your days this week. You probably got up, you went to the bathroom, you took a shower, brushed your teeth, got dressed, ate, drove to work, used the same uh, pattern every day, probably drove to work the same way every day if you're like most people. Uh, You didn't expend any energy thinking about how you would do these things, you just did them because you always do them. You start your work day, clean your house, shop for groceries, scroll the internet, uh, pretty much the same way, and your habits impact every aspect of your life. Greek philosopher Aristotle said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but it's a habit. We are repeatedly, or we are what we repeatedly do. What are your habits? Do your habits, are they habits that will lead you to fulfill the dream, or are they habits that will keep you from fulfilling your dream? If your habits don't line up with your dream, then you need to either change your habits. Or change your dream? And that's the reality question. Now, let's go to number four, the passion question. Does my dream compel me to follow it? Does my dream compel me to follow it? See, between the dream's inspiration and manifestation, there's going to be a lot of perspiration. (laughs) Between the dream's inspiration, man, when you're fired up and you're like, yes, this is it. Well, and it's manifestation where you're living the dream, there's going to be a lot of perspiration. How passionate are you about your dream? Do you wake up in the morning thinking about it, and do you go to bed at night thinking about it? The level of your passion will determine often the success of you being able to fulfill your dream. Uh, many people don't have passion Because they're pursuing the wrong dream. And so that's why we ask this question. The passion question is what are are we passionate about it? Are we into it? Are we consumed by it in a good way? Not only do we have the dream, but does the dream have us? And that brings me to our last question that we're going to do on this episode, the pathway question. Do I have a strategy to reach my dream? Do I have a strategy? It doesn't just happen. A lot of people say, I have a dream. I have a dream. And they're kind of like what the guy tried to tell me. Well, there are people that are dreamers that are in fantasy land and they never fulfill their dream. Are you in fantasy land or are you ready to see your dream fulfilled? Well, in order for the dream to be put to the test, in order for the dream to test you, and in order for the dream to become a reality, we have to answer the pathway question, do I have a strategy to reach my dream? And here's the key, making time for strategic thinking and then specific action is critical to achieving your dream. Let me say that again. This is real important. Making time for strategic thinking and then taking specific action is critical to achieving your dream. There's no magic power in having a dream. You can't just wait for it. You have to work for it. Uh, Mark Twain said, The secret of getting ahead is getting started. The secret of getting started is breaking your complex, overwhelming task into small, manageable tasks and then starting on the first one. See, the reason many people never achieve their dreams is they never get started. They never take the first step and then the next step and then the next step. Coach Vince Lombardi said... I firmly believe that any man's finest hour, his greatest fulfillment to all he holds dear is that moment when he has worked his heart out in a good cause and lies exhausted on the field of battle, victorious. Well, how do we do it? Let me give you what Dr. Maxwell gives. He calls it a secure, the word secure, S-E-C-U-R-E, a secure acrostic. Let me give you each one of these, and, and these will come with questions that will enable us to go back to these first five and put our dream to the test, and also allow our dream to put us to the test and become a reality. The S stands for state all your positions. State all your positions. There are three critical positions. Number one is my present position. What is the starting point? Where am I going to start? How do I get started? What's the first step? The second position is my future position. What is the end game? In other words, what is the ending point? Uh, What's the goal? Where do we want to get to? What do we want to achieve? What does it look like? And then the third is is what's difficult because it's what we're in. It's the positions in between. The positions in between. See, between the dream and the reality is difficulty. <laughs> between the dream that we have that we're inspired and the reality of the dream being manifest and we're living the dream, we have to go through difficulty, through adversity, through obstacles, through situations. And so what steps do we expect that will lie in between? Uh, Dick Biggs said, your dream is a general idealistic view of where you would like to go, but your goals are specific, realistic declarations of how you're going to get there, which brings me to the second letter, E, examine all your actions, examine all your actions. What actions must you take every day to get closer to your dream? See, the real difference between a dream and wishful thinking is what you do day to day, because we can say, oh, I I, want to do this someday. I'm going to do this. But if we never do anything today, not tomorrow, because when we do that, tomorrow never seems to come, again, the real difference between a dream and wishful thinking is what you do day to day. And so here's a couple of things that we can apply. Do something that relates to your dream today. If you're going to write a book, you may not write the book today, but you can write today. I'm going to write so many words Whatever it is, if you're going to go work out and say, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life and I'm going to get down to this weight and I'm going to get down to this body fat, well, you're not going to get there today, but you got to go to the gym first. You got to start eating healthy. You have to get started. The second thing is, is do something every day that relates to your dream. So don't just do something today that relates to your dream, but every day do something that relates to your dream. Letter C, consider all your options. Consider all your options. That's why you want to get that whiteboard. You want to write all this out. What parts of your strategy are you willing to alter to move forward? Consider all your options. You know, a lot of times we get an idea about how to do something, but then we realize that there's a better way. Or if we shift this, uh, then we're more likely uh, to be able to get there. Or if we don't shift this, we certainly won't get there. And so consider all your options. What parts of your strategy are you willing to alter to move forward? And there's a lot we could talk about that. But Let's get to to you. You is utilize all your resources. What resources do you have at your disposal? List everything you can think of because you're going to need a lot of resources. If it's a real dream, you're going to need a lot of resources, people and things and and different things that will help you. So stop and make a list and then you can prioritize the list. R is remove all your non-essentials. Remove all your non-essentials. What activities are you currently engaged in that not only do not contribute to the journey toward your dream, but they actually hinder you from getting to the dream? See, in order to go up, there are things you must give up. Big dreams come with a price. In order to go up, you must be willing to give up. Big dreams come with a price. And letter E is embrace all of your challenges. What problems, obstacles, and failures do you expect to face in your dream journey? Because you're going to face them. What can you do to avoid the avoidable? And what can you do to prepare yourself to meet the unavoidable challenges? And what must you do to prepare yourself for failure? And how can you use failure to fail forward and achieve your dream? Well, that there is a secure acrostic that gives us a lot of questions and a lot to think about. It's time to dream again. As a leader, not only must you dream on a regular basis, not only must you dream again, not only must you dream another dream, but when you're able to do that and you're able to answer these questions, then you're able to share that dream, that vision with others who will help fulfill that dream, but also will be able to find their dream and fulfill it as well. I want to thank you for taking time to join me on this episode. In the next episode, we'll cover the other five questions of Dr. Maxwell of how to put your dream to the test. If this podcast has been helpful to you, will you please take time to rate it? Will you please take time to share it with others so it can be helpful to them as well? Again, we're committed to come alongside you and help you become the leader you were created to be, to help you. Not only test your dream and let your dream test you, but to see your dream become a reality. Thank you for listening to the Larry Crawford Leadership Podcast. For more information or to download the leader guide for this episode, you can go to our website, larrycrawford.live. To get in touch with us, send us an email at leadership at I'm